Hey there, this is Fred Bissaro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Bernan. Today we are joined by the incomparable Chad Gailey. For over a decade, Chad has been continually cementing himself as one of modern death metal's hardest working and most respected figures. He is the man at the drums of the almighty Necrot, whose bombastic sensibilities have helped catapult the band to a leading position among today's death metal greats. That wasn't already enough. Chad is the force behind the much revered Carbonized Records, easily one of the most esteemed contemporary extreme metal labels. We caught up with Chad to discuss the creation of Carbonized Records, his trust punk roots, and his complete love and devotion to all things metal. Stick around. Chad, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. You know, we've always, I've always had like a fascination with people who will like have their finger in so many pies and all of them are pretty cool and kind of working. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, between like, um, like carbonized, which I think is like a pretty cool, like, uh, indie, especially how long has it been around? Um, so I started it in 2018, um, mm-hmm. when Mortuous was getting ready to release their first full length and we were looking for a label um Mm -hmm. to kind of you know get us going and just at least like promote it well and Mm -hmm. like we were thinking about tank crimes and um i actually i hit up scotty i was like hey i've got you know this mortuous album it's sick dude do you want it and he's like no i just i can't commit to it and so then i was like oh i'll just you know i'm just gonna start a label and put it out myself yeah and then right after that he was like oh wait wait here let me help you like start the label and like i'll, I'll co-release it with you like he, he was going to do like the cd and the digital and then i was going to do like the lp and the tape and we we're just going to get it going that way so pretty much like you know from that starting point like he got me in touch with like the the pressing plan for like the lp so like he got me hooked up with pirates press Got me hooked up with Liz at Ear Split, and um, you know, pretty much after that, like we just got it rolling, and that's kind of how the label started. And I've just been doing it ever since. I mean, from like you know, 2018 to 2021, like you've got quite a significant catalog. You know, like like I think like I mean, you've got like over a dozen releases for sure in a in a two year time span with like. And like you said, like, you know, you like you've got Scotty behind you and like, you know, you got like you got Pirates Pretz and you've got like Ear Split. But still, like this is in essence like a one man operation and a one man yeah. operation in the span of like, what, like two and a half years or, yep. or some shit like yeah. that is that like that's fucking wild on top of being in a full time touring band when <laughs> the world isn't, you know over um so just yeah what is your experience with like balancing necrot and carbonized stuff how do like how do you find the time for it all do you have like a regular nine to five no i mean i like the nine to five is necrot and basically like from 2017 like till the pandemic we were just on the road we were touring we were playing shows so like most of my time was just spent doing that and then when i wasn't doing that i was doing the label um and that's the only way that i was able to like make that happen was just like in the downtime in the little downtime that i had because there's not a lot of it (laughs) so um yeah i was just like that's i'm just trying to make it happen you know wherever i can and like with the pandemic happening like yeah, it sucked, but it allowed me to like focus on the label more. And, um, you know, I didn't, I haven't really had a time to do that. So it, you know, the last year has like been really productive on that end. Um, 
and I'm just, you know, when like, you know, shows start happening again, I'm sure it'll kind of take a back seat and the bands will go right back to it. Like how we were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do, you have, do you have anything on the, on the table right now, as far as that's concerned, like, uh, like gigs and shit or like, um, yeah, yeah. Necrot's, uh, working on, uh, some tours right now. It's just, it's all in the works. So, um, you know, like we can, we can be like, yeah, I hope this happens, but it's still, it's still such a ways out that there's nothing like super concrete yet. It's just sort of like, yeah, we're going to do this if it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know. It feels pretty, pretty fucking real on our end. I mean, like, like I've been getting, I don't know. I'm getting like, um, for instance, I booked, I'm, I'm booking a, a couple shows now and the agents are hot on me. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're ready to go. One show is like, uh, tail end of September. Damn. And, and now next one is November. I'm going to say like, yeah, they they and yeah, they're going for it. And uh I don't know, New York I I think actually and Bernane, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Um I think tonight is the first night that bars are open until four AM in New York. Oh shit. Uh, I I think that that happened a couple days ago, but oh, was it was? Yeah, okay. but but tonight's the first weekend okay, night. Cool. And okay. uh yeah, you know, um it it definitely does from like you know from talking to to booking agents um and and seeing tours kind of uh kind of materializing slowly but surely uh, yeah. it's like it does feel more real from my understanding it's like 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 fees appear to be a little bit lower because you, like nobody has any fucking money all like any like all the venues that got money through like stave our stages and whatnot are like using that to like pay their staff or like, you know, make sure their venues are like up to code, which makes sense. Uh, but mm -hmm. like apparently every fucking tour that's getting booked is like, as soon as it goes on sale, it's like immediately sold out, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So like, and like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I I'm in the same boat that you are with like, I'll believe it when I see it. I, you know, uh, like when I've, when, like when I'm in, like you know, like the like fourth shitty green room with like you know whatever fucking uh, <laughs> like you know stale pita chips and hummus. Uh, then I'll be then, then I'll be, and like you know a fucking like a, like like a knife of thought to like my bandmate's throat. You know, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like then I'll believe that like tours are happening. Um, but that's uh, true. You know, like, it, like it, it's cool that it's not just like we're we're not living in an abstract quite the same way we have been. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It feels on my end like it's like an arms race. You know, like to get these get this shit open. It's crazy. I don't know. Whatever. I, that's that's a good arms race in my opinion. Anyways, yeah, I mean that's cool with with uh, Necrot and and oh wow and I didn't I didn't realize that you you did uh, Vastum too. Vastum is yep. I love Vastum. Holy shit! Um, Thank you. What's the deal with that band? Like, um, I'm I'm guessing a couple people can't really go out. Um. Well, like Dan works full time. Layla works full time. Um. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I mean, besides me and Luca always gone on tour, like Shelby is busy with Ulthar and a bunch of other projects that he's also in. Um, so it's like, you know, we don't have a lot of time to like hit the road. Uh, we had a West Coast run that was like scheduled for, Mar I think it was like March 15th through the 18th of last year. And that's like right when everything got locked down. So yeah. we had to cancel it. And, um, I mean, hopefully we can reschedule that. We want to go back out there and support the last record. Um, but we're, you know, we're just kind of in the same boat. We're just sort of waiting to see when things open and when it's safe to do it again. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, like besides, you know, besides the pandemic, usually like before that, everybody was kind of busy doing everything. Um, mm -hmm. 
I mean, and plus it's like everybody in the band, you know, it's not just me, Shelby and, and Luca who have all these projects. It's also Layla and Dan too. Like everybody's involved in so much. So yeah. it's hard to kind of like get everybody into the same room and, and get stuff going, but you know, we will. Totally. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like in the Bay 10 years ago, it was kind of the same thing with um, Aesop and um, John from Hammers and like all those, all those bands. There was all like, there was like 20 people. Oh yeah. Lalo's one of, in one of those bands too. Yeah. And like, you know, the 20 people and they were all like 30 bands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, it's always like that everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, um, I guess, you know, like going back to what piggybacking off what Bernan said, you know, like all the releases, where do you, I mean, obviously you've seen some of these bands that you signed, um, but what are some like, um, what are some of the other ways you come across music nowadays? I mean, is it, is, do you ever get cold, like kind of like a cold email sent to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely get those all the time. I mean, the thing is like, you know, since I'm on the road all the time, I'm always like, you know, playing with bands or I'm hearing about bands. Um, so I'll find out about new bands that way or just bands that are peers of ours. Um, yeah. And then, you know, every everybody who sends an email to, you know, the Carbonized Records email, I'll listen to it. Like, even if I don't respond, I'm I listen to every submission that I get just because it's like you never know. Like it could be fucking sick like yeah. and um like most of the bands that are on the label i've i'm either friends with or i know um just from like being in the bay area with and um i think there's just like a few that i didn't like um like i didn't know funeral leech until i met lucas um i think it was like maybe in 2019 or 2020 um and that and that was just purely a cold email too like we hadn't really met before and um mm -hmm. i i wanted to put that record out it was sick um great death metal and um shout out king of merch lucas yeah he is, <laughs> he's got some yeah. sick ass shit yeah guy is the king of merch it's insane <laughs> shout out to yeah. lucas <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. uh, I mean, with Funeral Leech, it was a cold email. Um, I mean, Steel Bearing Hand, one of the most, one of the more recent releases I did. Um, mm -hmm. I, that's just from knowing them for like, I think maybe like almost like 10 years now. Like, Necrot, one of Necrot's first shows when we were a full lineup was with Steel Bearing Hand and like some like basement house show that my friend ran in San Francisco. And we've just stayed in touch over the years. And uh, like when Wyatt sent me the demo tracks, I was like, damn, I have to put this shit out. It's so good. So yeah, it's just, it's kind of a range, you know, just people I know cold emails are just, um, yeah, just kind of, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I, Steel Mary Hand did like dates up here with Frozen Soul, fun bands, both of them. It was a good time. Yeah. And Chris, the basis he plays in frozen soul too. So they went on the tour together. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, get paid uh, twice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, besides the records and stuff, I mean, did you, you know, with all this time, did you, did you do any writing with either band, both bands, new bands, anything like that? Um, Mortuous has had some songs written for a while. Um, the guitarist Mike, um, he has this like whole home studio set up. So he's just been cranking out songs like nonstop. Mm -hmm. I think he cranked out like maybe almost like 20 songs or something. And so we have like a, a wow. new full length that we're just all kind of learning um, separately right now. But um, we're all going to be vaccinated in like like a week or two. Mm -hmm. So once that happens, we're just going to all meet up and and try to jam again um just you know just to kind of work on the songs and um 
hopefully get them all down so we can record by the end of the year, maybe early next year. Um, with the other bands, uh, Necrot's been kind of laying low. We're just, you know, trying to ride mortal out, um, until we can tour on it. Um, Vastum is working on some stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all just kind of laying low for everybody right now. Yeah. You, you're, you're in the, uh, in a similar boat to, to lots of people I know with uh record coming out during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. How, uh, how did, how did that process, uh, how did it treat you? What was like, it, like, it seems for all intents and purposes that like it did very well. People liked it a lot. I heard about it a lot before it came out. I'm still hearing a lot about it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is great. Um, but like, you know, Lord knows there's a gulf of emotional difference between like, hearing on fucking Instagram that your record's doing okay versus being on tour and seeing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the record did awesome. Uh, we, the original plan was like, we had uh, like, I think like four months of tour set up right around the record release. We were going to go on tour with bloodbath for a few shows on the East coast. And then we were going to do like a full U S with fetid um from seattle um and then we're gonna go to europe with exhumed and then we're gonna go to south america and play some shows so when the pandemic kind of locked everything down we were just sort of like okay um let's put everything on hold for a minute and like wait a month or two and just see like what happens like maybe things will get better and we can just you know reschedule the tour and just you know make at least a couple of them um but you know of course that didn't happen and uh we uh we were just like we just all kind of came together and we were just like you know what fuck this let's just put it out i mean we have the record why are we just gonna sit on it who knows when things will get better and when we can actually like go and tour so scotty got the rollout plan going like he originally planned um we just pumped it as hard as we could and um i mean it sold it sold like 30 i think it almost like four thousand copies in like the first week like across all formats so that was sick um and you know it just it continues to sell every week um i mean yeah of course there's going to be some stagnancy it's now like a year later since we even started announcing the album so it's kind of hard to like get people's attention still, but I, it's, it's crazy how like you still see people being like, Oh, I'm finally checking this out. It's sick. Or like, oh, I never knew about these guys. There's, it's sick. Like it's, it's crazy. Like the momentum is still going even a year later. Yeah. It's, it, it is a fucking strange dichotomy. And I, you know, I've got, I've got a little experience with it, you know, uh, I I noticed that like my stupid band put out a record um a few a few months ago like no about a year ago like same same deal and yeah didn't get to tour on it obviously but it you know it's the first record that I were kind of in within like one cycle like we seem to like have kind of come close to like recouping cost mm. um and you know, that's something that for our other records, like, you know, takes a number of years. So it it seems to me like people like who would otherwise like be going to shows and like, you know, buying a fucking t-shirt or whatever in lieu of doing that have been like actively purchasing records. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, obviously like you've, you, like you said, like you noticed that with, uh, with Necrot, have you noticed that with the label too? Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, like it was crazy how like the pandemic turned the label full time. Like I announced, okay. So like we were in Mexico playing this festival and that's like right when the lockdowns were starting to be announced and we were all kind of like freaking out, like, Oh shit. Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to get stuck in Mexico at this fest? (laughs) Like, It was kind of crazy, but like, during that, I announced the Funeral Leech album and 
it just like it blew up and i was like really surprised because i you know you never know what to expect like and and i definitely didn't expect people to like really jump onto it so quickly um but when i got back like the record sold out i think like two months after it was announced or or it was like released maybe um and then like i had like represses for the mortuous lp i had represses for Chthonic deity uh their demo seven inch um and i was just like you know constantly like working every day with my graphic designer mark um just like on on new releases and stuff that i wanted to put out the following year or just like just stuff to keep me busy um and like keep the label busy because it was picking up so much so yeah i definitely saw an increase like it was it was crazy how dramatic the increase was compared to the year before where i was just like on tour the entire time not even able to do this type of shit so it, it's cool i mean as much as it sucked not being able to go out and like hang out with people and tour it, it was cool to get the label going in in this direction that it, it's going right now oh this is is this that fest i think um what's the name of it i think i saw it on like hassan's um instagram maybe max bowman was down there too right yeah it was total death okay yeah 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 it was uh yeah. mortiferum played um i'm trying to think there's like there's so many bands there's anatomia Nightfell, um necrot mortuous cerebral rot bedded like tons of tons of sick bands all of our friends pretty much yeah that's wild yeah i there's a what this uh this woman I know from up here, she's friends with Tim from Parasitic and like um, his partner or whatever. And, and she was like, she flew down there and I was like, you're going to fly down there? You know, things are, things are so crazy. Like that was, that's when everything started to get crazy here. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're going to fly down there for that. Okay, cool. And then like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my apartment, like kind of panicking because everything's closing moment by moment. And then, my Instagram is just people freaking out and then death metal. And that <laughs> literally is, that was it. Yeah. For like the entire weekend. It's so great. Yeah. It was like, a cool way to like, you know, spend those, spend those last few days, like pre COVID. Um, we were just all kind of like having fun, but also just kind of worried at the same time, but nothing you can do. You're in Mexico. <laughs> with Max Bowman. <laughs> god i think i'd rather get fucking covid oh my god <laughs> i i kid i kid you kids you kids I, I can, maybe maybe <laughs> max no, don't listen to this <laughs> max has better things to do than listen to a fucking podcast with <laughs> three of his ding dong friends that's right <laughs> yeah yeah, well, no, I, I do want to say he's, he and I have been talking about him coming on here and, uh, you know, he's a coward. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's coming. He's going to come oh, on okay. eventually. He, just, he, he was recording his record and then, you know, just shit just didn't work out so far. Yeah. <laughs> shit just didn't work out. The Max Bowman story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Mortiferum Riffs story. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God That's bless crazy. him. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go, let's go basic baseline level shit. Where does metal come from? When did you start to turn to the dark side? Well, I have to blame my older sister because like when I was growing up, I was just listening to whatever she was and like trying to like get me to listen to. So like, you know, when I was like four or five, it was a lot of new metal um lots of you know corn and um bands like that um but then like when i was like getting older i was listening to more punk um and i kind of like just started moving towards that like i was listening to a lot of like anarcho crust punk um like like icons of filth and amoebics and nausea and doom like just those are like my my best my favorite bands and then it wasn't until like high school, like later in high school, I was like really just starting to like, you know, get into like grind and like looking for stuff like heavier, like heavier than crush shit. So like I was like 
checking out a lot of like thrash and death metal. And then that's like when I when I started hanging out with Colin from Mortuous because he lived like 10 minutes away from me, like he would show me tons of like sick old school death metal bands. And this was like, I think this was like in 2007 or 2000. Yeah, 2006, 2007. I was like starting to check out like a lot of like old school death metal bands. And and I've just like been doing that ever since. Like one of one of my first bands, like we're we kind of started up like sludgy crust band and then we just started incorporating like blast beats and now we are a death metal band mm-hmm. and, yeah and then I, yeah i've just been i've just been kind of doing that ever since um but yeah like that's it's been like i mean maybe like 15 years just playing death metal shit and like punk so and just playing drums yeah, I've I've done uh, vocals for a couple projects, um, but like drums is just that's just where it's at and what people want me to do. <laughs> a solid drummer, it, it's a it's a rare find. So it's yeah, like, for sure. Unfortunately, once you get good at that, like you're you're fucked. Like <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good, I mean, good. I was in seven bands at at one point, like in 2016, and now I'm in three. So. It it's definitely gotten a little easier, like scheduling wise. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You, like you know, drummers are always in demand. Yeah. Do you ever do? Um, I, I I can't remember. You know, I've seen Necrop before, and or do you ever do like the, you know, like the anatomia autopsy slash funeral leech thing, <laughs> where you're like singing, you're singing and drumming at the same time? Do you ever do that? I've done it before. Um, when I was like, it was uh, me and Colin from Mortuous. We had a grind band called Disinhibition, mm-hmm. and it was just like straight up, like terrorizer, napalm death, repulsion worship. And I did drums and vocals, and Colin did guitar and vocals. And we would just like, we would we each wrote like you know lyrics of, for songs, and like we we would sing on them. At we we never played live in that style we all we had our friend andre from death grave uh do vocals when we played live but um on the recording it was just me and colin and it's you know it was a it's kind of a short-lived project but maybe one day we'll we'll be able to bring it back um yeah i definitely assumed your punk background by the the logo is very telling for sure looks like it's, yeah <laughs> yeah it looks like it's part of like you know like a crass records thing you know like or it says should say the mob or something around it. Yeah. yeah the I definitely ripped off crafts for the carbonized logo. <laughs> That's like huge influence on me growing up, just like, you know, their lyrics and their attitude and what they did, like in the short amount of time that they were even active. But I mean, it's like, who hasn't ripped off the crass records logo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. so many, sorry, crass. You write me your, I'll pay some royalties. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's a long line, my friend. Long line. And from, from what I'm gathering, it seems like fucking uh, Penny and Steve wouldn't be too bummed to get fucking royalty checks. <laughs> yeah, days, yeah, or... yeah, at this point, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never, never fucking listen to your heroes. <laughs> you know, as someone who, you know, grew up doing like listening to like new metal and stuff and i guess it sounds like you you were listening to that and then um where are you from exactly i'm from san jose california home of jenny piccolo which means something to maybe about two people (laughs) (laughs) no fucking there 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 was a, a a small nexus of like kind of like grind emo bands in the late 90s mm-hmm. early 2000s from from like san jose area that uh mm-hmm. you know uh uh my buddy josh anzano uh if fred i think might know mm-hmm. um was involved with it's a lot of like locust adjacent stuff uh um, okay but uh but most of it is uh uh less corny than that and when i say less i mean a little less, not a lot less. <laughs> so I see going living in San Jose. You're not going to shows in San Jose, though. I mean, there are shows that happen here a lot, but it's just most of the venues, like 
that we would that any of the bands would play at are up in Oakland. Like yeah. when when I was kind of starting to play shows, there was like a lot of house shows in San Jose. Um but not a lot of venue space just because a lot of the venues would get shut down. Um, the, like the cops were like really on a lot of the venues a lot. And so, um, I mean, most of the, yeah, like I said, most of the shows that we would even get offered were just in Oakland. So, um, I would just mostly go to shows out there, but there's, you know, there's people that are still holding it down here and they're doing a great job with, you know, doing whatever they can. It's, it's hard in San Jose going to be hard in Oakland once shows start happening again a lot of the venues are you know not sure what's going on with them right now i kind of have the same issue it's like well i i was saying at the beginning of this call like how um some agent reached out to me and was like yo fred let's do this show and i was like okay cool and i and i was like wait where the hell do i put this thing i don't even know what exists <laughs> anymore you know yeah ah, it's so weird they have a, a- Good clip of venues like around the bay. Have they closed down? Uh, like, I mean, from what I'm hearing, there's there's either closed or they're like trying to figure out what the next move is. But again, these are all rumors too. Like, I haven't talked yeah. to anybody who is like who owns them or anything, so I can't really like. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Fair. What's going on? But yeah, there's a lot of talk right now. Yeah, Fred. What do you know about venue closures in uh, like, in New York City? Or, or, yeah, um, in true New York fashion, um, you know, like I've heard of two or three venues closing, and then I've heard of like ten other ones opening. You know, interesting. Um, and they're probably all going to be bad. Really, like engineered to like techno and um, very expensive cocktails. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing. You know. So basically, I'll never go. But, yeah. Well, actually, I like I like expensive cocktails. Let's let's be real. Who doesn't? And <laughs> probably won't go. So, um, but yeah, I've heard of I've heard of quite a few new places um, in New York opening, which is fucking awesome. Even if that means that, like, like those, I don't ever go to those places that'll have a positive ripple effect all the way down to us because that don't mean we get, we get more of those shows or whatever it is, you know, like, uh, like the, the venues we go to or whatever. I think all the DIY spots that I've heard of are suck dry, but I feel like, I feel like, um, the pandemic is going to like make everyone go to a zillion fucking shows for like about six to eight months. And then everybody's going to get bored as hell. And there's going to be a lull and it's going to go back to normal. But I also think that's going to happen. And I also think there's going to be a shit ton of people who are going to create DIY spaces because there's going to be too many people touring for that first year. I mean, I was, I agree with you on the first part, but I didn't even think it was going to get to six months. I thought it was going to be like two months and then everybody's going to get bored. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh, six shows are back. Oh, wait, (laughs) I like hanging out at home. (laughs) Uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on on that, you know, it's like things have kind of reopened uh, you know, around this way and I I enjoyed kind of walking around, hanging out with friends for about 3 days and I'm I'm right back to to not leaving my apartment. <laughs> so, yeah. but at the same time I am looking forward to going to a show and I you look have to look no further than the fucking the the mad ball fucking Tompkins Square incident <laughs> from a couple oh shit for a couple of weeks ago where like if I you know it, it, I'm not even gonna do a fucking like you know ethical judgment thing with it like I I don't I don't fucking care uh but I will say that definitely two thousand plus people came out and a lot of the people I know who went to that are not the same kind of people who would go to a typical mad ball show. Like 100% on that last part. Yes. Yeah. It was just fucking people wanted to go to a something. And these are people who would not be caught fucking dead at like a black and blue bowl or whatever. So, (laughs) um, you know, like 
good on them. And yeah, it's going to, it's going to be like that for a second. I'm excited to go to shows for probably literally a second. Cause I do not like being awake past nine. o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So never, never try to text uh, Bernan after six Oh one West coast time. <laughs> You're not going to get a response <laughs> in bed lights out. Fuck it. I, I I'm, I'm with a book. I'm fucking catching up on better call Saul and I am fucking falling asleep. That's Hell my, yeah. fuck, that's my me time. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. The rest of the world gets me all fucking dead. <laughs> right. Gotta yeah. have the me time. Sometimes I got to have fucking, uh, you know, a good fucking 14 hours of it or some shit. And then sleep for 10 hours. God, you know, what's so funny about that mad ball show is like I everything. Did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, like I, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. You know, like I liked mad ball way back when, whatever, whatever. I was like, I'm not going to go. But then that day, just like you were saying, Bernan, like all these people assumed that I would be there because it was like a hardcore show. And then it got to the point where I was like, holy shit, I know like 50 people at this show that will probably never ever be in the same room again together. Maybe I should have gone. It was just a wild amalgam of people. I mean, fucking homeboy with a, the bag of chips and the Aphex twin shirt, fucking stage diving for like, I think during Murphy's law, yeah. uh, I mean, that's like, that sums that fucking day up and that cultural moment perfectly. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It's just like, none of this, none of this works. None of this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just like fucking like, like, fucking horny for fucking <laughs> like 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 company uh and like i don't know man like i definitely would have gone to that show had it been like a little kind of like later on um yeah. you know it, i like it's not even that circumstances have changed all that much i uh, i just you know, I'm more comfortable being out now than than i was then but like totally. at that point all of it just felt so like I, I get that it wasn't supposed to be political, but it felt very like political. I think that's and that's the big reason for for me and a lot of other people. I, I, I'm not going to name this this band that I uniform this, guys. It's uniform. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what I'm about to say does kind of suck. So, like, yeah, might as well be fucking uniform. Um, but uh, anyway, I I ordered this this piece of merch from this New York hardcore band, old New York hardcore band, and the singer wrote me and was like, "Hey, like, if you're going to the Tompkins Square show, I can, you know, I can bring it to you and drop it off to you." Then I wrote him back and I'm like, "Oh man, that's that's great. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to go to the show, but maybe I can beat you like." somewhere around the park uh, and and that and that'll be cool singer writes me back and is like well COVID's not gonna fucking get me and i don't fucking talk to anybody so you know whatever and i'm like okay and then the next thing you know i get a notice that uh my package is in the mail uh, <laughs> and, and honestly i'm like you know what like you're a fucking New York hardcore lunkhead. Like, I, I don't expect you to be like fucking like Dr. Fauci dog. Like, you're supposed to be kind of like kind of brash about this shit. And I'm like, yeah, I, I respect this. Like, it's totally cool. Love your band. And I, you know, I, I don't feel like hanging out with you either. So cool. Yeah. God, it's amazing. Damn. I think no, I know what it, band you're thinking of, but you're talking. I, about. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you fucking do. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Yeah, I think uh, that's that's that show is that show is wild. I, I don't know. Um, has there been? There hasn't been anything like that out in SF, though, has there? I've seen LA shows. That yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. I mean, I've been seeing the LA shit, but um, around here, I don't. 
I don't really think so. Not that I know of, at least. There's like been, it's been a few outdoor small shows, mm -hmm. but like, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, LA style or New York style where it's like 2,000 people just like raging. Yeah. You know what? Actually, now that I say that, I just said that out loud and I'm like, I think I saw something on my Instagram for a show. A show, a free show there, like this weekend or something like that. Neckrider playing. Yeah, Neckrider. <laughs> yeah, Neck yeah exactly. With new drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that, that fucking LA show stuff looks wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess last week, like fucking cops showed up and were shooting rubber bullets at the crowd. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I had a friend who was there who was just like, I like fucking riot cops showed up and we're doing fucking riot cop shit. And I was high on ketamine and it was, and the bands didn't stop playing and it was amazing. I'm like, I am fucking 40 dog. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Excitement sounds so fucking cool from like, you know, the safety of, my uh, 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 uh of my fucking office chair that I'm lounging back in right now, you know, <laughs> like, but you know, like really, like, God, I don't, guys, I don't think I'm fucking built for excitement. I, I love hearing about yeah. it, but yeah, like, I, like, I like, I like, I would have been, I would have been happy with being in that show and doing that. You know how you could like overlook it. I'm down with that. <laughs> the aerial view. Oh yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, I mean, dude, it, I mean, everything looks like a fucking like crash worship show, like where it's just like fucking fire everywhere and like yeah. people fucking like Gordon Soli I mean, show or something. Yeah, but like with like a fucking drum circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like that being said, like I totally want to play one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh shit. Yeah, somebody asked me why I thought that one was cool and the New York one. I didn't go to, and I was like, "Well, one is glue punks, and one is anti-vax punks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there it is. Yeah. I, I mean, like the real thing that they have in common is that, like, none of them care what the CDC has to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that's uh, that 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 really is like this whole like left-right circle thing that uh, that we're all constantly doing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, what what else do you got coming up on uh, on the label, Chad? Um, just a there's a couple projects I'm in uh, kind of working on right now. Um, I just put out a tape for this new band from Hungary called Mephitic Grave. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just it's all kind of under wraps for now. Um, it's all cool, I promise. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of in the beginning stages right now. Um, but it should like, uh, I should have some, some of it out by maybe the end of the year. Um, and then early next year, if, if everything goes well, yeah. so cool, we'll see. But yeah, just trying to, you know, trying to keep up with all the stuff I have going on now and just, um, you know, keeping up with represses and paying digital royalties and, yeah. you know, all that fun yeah. behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So yeah <laughs> look at you businessman what's up i know <laughs> you gotta stay on top of it Amazing. digital fucking royalties man <laughs> it's not a lot but it's something i i i, I believe you uh i i didn't think that those things could possibly exist until Bandcamp fridays came around and like it turns out that they are really a fucking thing yeah i'm super thankful for Bandcamp for actually doing that though because like it's crazy like one day they just like don't have like they don't charge the fees it's like you see how many artists are like getting paid for like oh, yeah. their shit it's like that 15 that 10 to 15 percent they take really adds up so it's like it's cool you know that they did it for at least like one of the days a month but you know it's like you know spotify and do shit or like you know where's apple music at or yeah. uh <laughs> yeah, exactly Spot spotify had that fucking like super patronizing tip jar that, oh, yeah. oh god it made me want to fucking die yeah it's just it i don't know like it's crazy that you know these these platforms they have 
this huge reach, but like barely do anything. And that's why it was cool that Bandcamp was at least like, you know, doing stuff like that. Cause it, it does help people. And like, I mean, tons of bands were able to, you know, either make some money or they donate. Like, I mean, so many people donated in the past, oh, yeah. year, which was rad. I mean, Necrot and Mortis donated. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's cool. Like it's cool to see, you know, just one company doing something like that. Like, the ripple effect that it has, you know, throughout the community. So yeah, they, they very much like, I, some, someone was saying to me that like, you know, like this idea of like, you know, Bandcamp being the good guys and Spotify being the bad guys is just like this, like, you know, it is oversimplifying things. And it's like, you know, like, you know, a false equivalency. I'm like, I don't fucking know about that. It sure as shit seems like Bandcamp are the fucking good guys and Spotify are the fucking evil monolithic jerks. <laughs> so, and like, if you read the business statements of like the CEOs, both companies who have both done like tons of fucking interviews on this shit, like you can kind of fucking, I don't know, like you can tell who you want to support. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who and who's got your fucking back? You know, like I've made a whole like I don't know like nothing off fucking you know thousands and thousands of Spotify plays, and I've made a lot more than nothing off of a few Bandcamp purchases. So yeah, so f- fuck you, Spotify, and thank you, Bandcamp. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Metal yeah. Matters on Spotify. By the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> fucking scab <laughs> just kidding thank you for listening <laughs> I was going to say that we're here to make you fucking question yourself <laughs> that's right that's right if you're listening to this on fucking Spotify are you fucking stealing from the artist <laughs> question yourself <laughs> download this shit from fucking gimme metal <laughs> buy our stupid fucking records from fucking Bandcamp. <laughs> I got a dog with special needs that I need to take care of. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I gotta pay fucking rent. Yeah, exactly. Mister, I'm gonna check it out on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, yeah, we're going to close up here in a second, but I just had a couple, I, I, what, you know what I love to ask metal guys, because I feel like they're so, I know, you know, we all know so many guys, metal guys who are just like, have the most diverse, interesting taste in music. And, but, you know, everyone thinks of us as just like, you know, lugheads who are just in the smashing beers over our skulls, you know? Um, so <laughs> like, what's, what are some, what do you think are some cool records that aren't metal that uh, you've been listening to that, you know, that probably so surprise your fans. Yeah. Um, gotta think on that one. What are some metal? Like, it's kind of crazy. Cause like most of my time is just spent listening to metal or like punk. So when I do like listen to like other stuff, it's like, you know, it is a nice change. Um, I mean, does Godflesh count as not metal or are they still metal? Oh, they still metal, but they still rip. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some street cleaner, uh, slave state Godflesh is always like, you know, some stuff I'll listen to, or like sometimes I'll listen to like, you know, some like older, like country stuff or, um, mm-hmm. like Waylon Jennings or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like a lot of like, like some post-punk stuff. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, cocktoo twins. uh, Mm -hmm. What else? Um, God damn. Um, Why? I don't know. Like why it's like, like I have like all these, like, like things on the tip of my tongue and I just can't say it. I'm like, yeah, because I'm, because I'm pressing you in this moment. That's why I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all Um, like, it's all gonna flood right back to you as soon as like as soon as the call's over. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, sure. oh man, I should have said cold chamber, three eleven, 
Oh, there's so oh, yeah. many of them I forgot about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dead Can Dance, another one. Oh, uh, sick, yeah. Yeah, like it. it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm sure it's all going to just like come flowing back. Or I just, I'll just scroll through like, my Spotify saved art artists or save albums. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> or am Full I? Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> like and subscribe. There you go. Exactly. Well. Um, yeah, Chad. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on this thing, dude. And we had a great time and, um, real talk. Your, your records are, are, are fun as shit. I think that you got some, you got some pretty cool bands on your hands and that for a young label, uh, carbonize is kicking some ass, man. It's impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm stoked to, you know, you guys even wanted me to do this. It's, it's an honor. And, um, I'm stoked you guys like the label too. I mean, I just try to put like a hundred percent into everything I do and just, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put out some bullshit or just, you know, like, cause I, you know, I think about it like, as like, you know, if I'm buying something, like I don't want to put something out that I'm not going to listen to. So it's mm -hmm. like, I, that's kind of the approach that I have. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm stoked that, you know, people are paying attention and they like it. So it, that means a lot to me. Except for Mortifero. <laughs> yeah, except for Max Bowen. Max yeah, Bowen. No, 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 no more records. Sorry. Sorry, Max. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 that, that one I will admit to, to kidding on. I love, I love Mortifero. Yeah. I, I, I fucking hate that he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't broadcast so loud that we like, well, that we like Mortifero and Caustic Wound. Maybe we shouldn't say that. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I mean, yeah, just because just because I like your music doesn't mean that I like your personality. <laughs> My fucking friend. <laughs> oh god damn it! Well, Chad, man, thanks a thanks a bunch, man. This was a fucking blast. Good time. Yeah, thank you again. Thank yeah, you man. for having me, you guys. It's, it's rad. Yeah, yeah. Thank Appreciate you. it so much. Thanks so much. Okay, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Peace, brother. Till next time, man. See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. To get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening and catch you next week. Follow us on Twitter at Metal Matters Pod and Instagram at Metal Matters Podcast.